You're listening to the Nightfall Podcast with Kaelin, Maddie, and Mike. Tonight's topic, the state of EU Halo. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to... Sorry for that. But welcome to the first edition of the Nightfall podcast. Joined by me in this corner is Matt. Uh, Matt and Mike down down below this way. Um, yeah, so you can see there. Uh, we've got the webcams on tonight. Um, it's plenty of a discussion. We're going to be talking about the state, the current state of European Halo. So uh, I'll let you introduce the... the the hosts for today, I'm me, myself, I'm Kaelin. If you don't know me, I'm the guy who runs Europa Halo. Uh, joined in the, beside me here, is well, in this webcam chat, is uh, Matt. So Matt, introduce yourself, tell us something about you anyway, or your experience within the European Halo. So I'm Matthew Mayman, uh, also known as Great Red Shift. Um, I've been kind of within the scene for just over four years now, dealing with kind of every aspect, not playing because I'm trash. But in admin and events, dealing with previously uh, Hello Forum, uh, then Respawn, and then just kind of progressing from there. At the moment, kind of just dealing with this, really. So it's good to be here, and thank you for having me. Yeah, and also joined in the discussion tonight, um, one of our veteran players of the EU Halo scene, it's Mike. Mike, tell us something about yourself and, and all that veteran event status that you have. Huh. So yeah, I'm Mike Minecraftjack. Most people know me as Manatee. I've been competing since... Well, I started attending Halo events in 2012, uh, 2013. I was playing in COD before that, but then jumped ship because... It's COD. the Horrible people. And yeah, and I've been competing at every... Every major European event since then, apart from a gap I took... In the end of 2015, right up until the start of 2017. Yeah. So, uh, again, folks, this is the Nightfall Podcast. It's our very first episode. Um, so, taken through a little bit of an announcement. I did retweet it there about half an hour ago, maybe 20 minutes ago. Uh, but, Matt, you can let us uh, break down for us what's been going on between us for the last few months. So, basically the best news, really. Um, past few months, we've been kind of bouncing ideas uh, of basically what next step that we need to take especially for the sense of the kind of the the non-professional scene as it were basically trying to pitch our ideas together and see what we come up with what we've come up with is nightfall um at the moment this is just an initial podcast it's going to kind of grow from there uh, currently we're going to be doing it kind of once a month also as well we're kind of going into kind of content creation uh kind of giving that kind of voice for the eu community also as well more tournaments so as probably most viewers are aware um we had uh Kaylin with europa halo and also lou uh prisma he sadly can't attend today he's got some internet troubles while he's moving and mike as well with the kind of the veteran status as it were and we're just going to try and see what we can grow and kind of get a flourishing community and get it kind of hate to use the term but back to its grassroots and kind of evolve it from there yeah <clears throat> yeah exactly so um, myself, I will be in the future starting to run tournaments on the back of Nightfall instead of Europa Halo. Uh, we will be talking about later 
you'll see probably on my Twitter later on about uh, discords and the new Twitter which you can follow at uh, what's the handle again? It is GG Nightfall. GG Nightfall. So you get space Yeah. So you can follow GG Nightfall and they that will be actually probably the main account for for all of us, including uh, Europa, Halo and Splinter tournaments will be moving now toward Nightfall and this grassroots movement that we're gonna try make EU Halo great again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, as as Matt and as discussed, uh, we are gonna talk tonight about three different things the past the present the future um we're going to break it down we're going to take as well you'll see that there's going to be a q a in the twitch chat so you can write whatever questions we'll read it out um i can see there's plenty of activity in the twitch chat at the minute uh you can also tweet us out that this is actually going to happen also this podcast if you're listening to it now it's on twitch but if you listen to it also it could be on youtube it could be on soundcloud we'll have it all on our new platforms but let's get stuck into it guys um so we're going to start tonight and we're going to take a look at the past yeah <laughs> So we move and we look at the past. So um, these guys can talk about the past. Uh, we're going to look at the likes of. Um, we can see Tashi's in the chat. So uh, Tashi, I'm sure you'll have plenty of questions to jump into. Um, we're going to talk about all the Halo Five events uh, for the EU region and for teams that went to even international events. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about. Um, attendances of previous events that's another thing we will talk about tonight and also the the quality of play and the likes of community run cups and the community run scene so uh first off we'll talk about the previous events i mean we've had you guys have been to some maddie you were admin at one of at a few of them a handful of them good handful of them mike you've played at plenty of them i've watched from from afar because my own financial status has meant that i couldn't afford the flight over sometimes um, and plus, I was busy with work and stuff and traveling. But yeah, my my financial status is I probably shouldn't have gone to most of these events, but I did anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, some of the events that have happened, we've had um, great venues. We've had Wembley. We've had the GFN Arena. Um, we've seen teams move on to the likes of uh, Denver and DreamHacks. We've seen the EU teams compete over there, World Championships. Uh, so for for. The past few years, what has been your highlight from an EU perspective for uh, competing in events like that? Uh, start with you, uh, Matt. It's got to be Wembley. Um, I, Wembley. It's it's enough said, really. That was it was one of the the most exciting events. I would I would definitely so say. I'd say a close second would be the last HCS London event that we had. That was, especially as well with NA um, teams actually coming across as well. So there was quite a mix of kind of the pool of players with, we finally have some of the kind of the lesser known teams going against the, the NA. Admittedly, the majority kind of got crushed, but it definitely has to be Wembley. It was just such an iconic venue. Some of the content 
that was created at that venue is some of the best that's been produced. For example, kind of the, uh, it was like the Truth or Dares, the Best Friend quiz, mm. basically Golden Boy cheating. Shout out to Mark everything. for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, from from my own perspective, it was a great event. A lot of effort put into that and from behind the scenes stuff. Uh, we then moved on to the G-Fin Arena, or the G-Finity Arena even. Uh, Mike, tell us your highlight. Was anything at the G-Finity Arena your, your highlights or was it Wembley or what from you? I think I think it's I think it's coming back from where we were before prior to Halo 5 because I skipped. So I wasn't around from like the launch of Halo 5 right up until Wembley. And we went from sitting in the back corner in the, the Insomnia events in the Rico Arena to all of a sudden it's like, we're at Wembley Stadium. There's like dedicated arenas just for us now. And it was it was a really big I mean it was too, it was part of that and part of it was the fact that I came back and I didn't know anyone. Yeah, I mean like <laughs> everyone had like moved on. It's it's I knew fun- about four people. Yeah, it's funny that um the EU scene is quite a close knit scene in terms of uh the community and ter- like from, from my own experience dealing with it, uh there's a lot of uh teams that have joined off the back of a Twitter or joined off the back of <clears throat> a Europa Halo Cup, a Splinter Cup, uh, a free agent list, anything at all that uh, just guys have joined together, and the um, the feedback from events has always been quite positive, and always uh, like 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 I said, that close in the community. I mean, Halo has somewhat a reputation for uh, being a toxic community, but I mean, when you compare it to the likes of uh, CODs or yeah. Any any real other major esports CS:GO? I mean, like I, it's. I, th- I think part of that is because it's because it, like U- European Halo is arguably the least toxic of like all the esports communities. When someone yeah. comes in and starts causing drama, it ripples everywhere because it's it's like such a big deal because it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. From my own, oh, well, sorry, sorry. From my own point of view, I I think it's it's not too bad. It has been worse in the past, and it's had its moments. It's had up yeah, and down. It was, yeah, it was it was a lot worse when I first started. Yeah, um, there was, there was not, nothing. Nothing was off limits when I started. Like your family, <laughs> your, your pets, your, your neighbors. Yeah, your everything. Teachers. Everything. Um, yeah. Thank uh, you, mate. Thank you, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> from my own perspective, um, a highlight from an EU side was Denver, and the guys getting top eight or top six, even sorry. Six. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I remember I was in a nightclub in Belfast whenever I was sort of uh, got the news that the guys had made top six. Huh. It was huge achievement. Uh, especially from uh, European side, I mean, they didn't do. T- I mean, the general trend afterwards was that we sort of fell apart. Uh, we, I think the next one, only like one team made top eight, top twelve. Even it wasn't even top eight. Um, so that was kind of the high point for EU Hello, and it hasn't really got itself back mm-hmm. since. Then. A lot of people dropped off. You know, the quality went down, and it changed quite dramatically actually uh so in terms of um do you think the gfinity arena has been a really suitable venue for european halo like i mean it's quite i know it's a converted cinema uh but is it you know is it uh sizable i mean i know there were some difficulties at the last LAN for people viewing matches and stuff in the in the back area i believe um but yeah. do you still think that that's a suitable venue for say halo even I know it's not talking about the future yet, but do you think in terms of Halo Infinite or Halo 6, whatever you want to call it, do you think it's the sort of place that European Halo should be? For, for, a, for a major, if we, if, we, if, we kind of, if we kind of base it kind of from kind of S-tier, kind of esports kind of sense, 
yes, I I could happily go to a major Halo World Championship um, finals, sit at that venue, and know that the quality is going to be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, even in this, it's just kind of not. It's not a criticism. It's more of it's more of a not even feedback. It's just an observation in the sense of the spectator in a more of an open environment. You're literally kind of bouncing between rooms, kind of thing. You're either watching the main stage or you're trying to watch what's going on on the actual open area, especially mm. with the open area as well. Because, and this is just from my experience from actually kind of dealing with the open area when I was in previously with them. It's, it's, it's a health and safety thing. You can't have millions of people. That's why that that was one of the kind of the main feedbacks I had throughout the whole weekend. But the the quality is always great. I, I would happily go to any major that was there, even if I was competing. In the sense of the spectator for an open, it is a bit more difficult, especially with how it is. But definitely, 100%, I think it's just such a good venue. It's 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 literally it, it, yeah. If you had one, it would just be S tier. Like yeah. It's, yeah, I think we're kind of uh, spoilt in a way with uh, the quality of it that's on show, especially from from viewing from Twitch. I mean, I haven't been there. A uh, mistake of my own. But uh, Mike, what about you? What do you think, Wembley or Gfinity? What do you think was the best? I mean, uh, those are the two standout ones in terms of European Halo. By the way, uh, you're asking what I'm drinking. It's actually tea inside my uh, Doug <laughs> Doug uh, Doug from Up mug. But yes, uh, Wembley or G3 Arena there, Mike. Well, from from like a from an outsider's perspective looking in, I'd probably say Wembley. But as a player, I would much prefer the G3 Arena because people like the people who don't go to these events don't understand how convenient everything is there. Because like it's part of a shopping centre. There's a Spoons, like a 15 second walk away. There's a Morrison's of the ground floor. There's the um, there's a Nando's, the Pizza Express. It's within walking distance of all the hotels and all the main yeah. bars and things in the area. It's like, it's a very, even to, just outside of the Gfin Arena in, in itself, it's in a very desirable location. Yeah. So and, and Fulham's like arguably like the safest part of London as well. Yeah. Well, uh, from this is something I want the Twitch chat to get involved in this this particular question, which I'm going to ask: Has these lands killed the social land? It's a tough question to answer, is it? I'll let you take it, Matt. What do you think? I'd, I'd say um, not intentionally. Definitely not intentionally. Um, I think there's a kind of, especially with the way uh, the way the kind of the scene is in total, how it's expected. So, for example, kind of you go from kind of H3 from kind of when I joined into the kind of H2, H2A. People were playing to play. Um, and then as soon as kind of the first Halo 5, Halo World Championship, when those invites were happening, you had to be top eight. Like the amount of snaking was in unbelievable people switching teams just to try and get a better seed. When when it's the, you got your hotel, you got your kind of accommodation sorted, your travel, your, you have like, you're able to get food and all that. Then trying to get players to go to a social land, for example, an iSeries, just having them oh, you've got to pay for your own travel, you've got to pay for your own accommodation, your own food, because the food's ridiculously expensive. It just, there was just that sort of player entitlement that they were just like, why should I bother? I'll just 
I'll just wait until the next the next one kind of happens. Luckily, that didn't happen going forward. It only was like say two or three teams, but that kind of stuck at that at that point. It did change it for the worse, kind of for the social land aspect. But with kind of with the resurgence of kind of the grassroots element of it, hopefully, and people more and more people now want kind of social lands. I think it could definitely could make a resurgence, but definitely yeah. has. Been. Yeah, so we'll talk about that in terms of the present and the future um, going forward. But uh, just before we jump on to you, Mike, I'm just looking at the Twitch chat. Uh, some of the guys writing in, uh, Liam Havoc, he has said, player in Titanmold has killed social lands. Um, yeah, I would, uh, less, yeah, that's a big part. Yeah, Square EU, less people have Xboxes, so less lands, plus more games to play now than before. It was just Halo. Uh so yeah I mean what do you think Mike what's your two cents on this so going back to what we were talking about before with the the social side of things yeah um, I kind of for some for for a lot of the lower tier for for the guys not competing there are still people like me who I don't know if if any people that have seen me at events know I spend like half the weekend just absolutely trashed off my face anyway (laughs) you sort of go there you go there for a social and then a halo land breaks out sort of thing yeah and uh but yeah, I, I think at the top level is definitely the social bit has gone because it's actually like going back to when even just when Matt was joining, uh, what was it, twenty fourteen? Give or take. Then we were just we were just going to, for the sake of just getting trashed and playing Halo. But you compare it to like even just when I came back to Wembley, there were legitimately chances for Europeans to like actually become professional and make livings at this game, and I think that opportunity changed a lot of the, the a lot of people's mentalities towards the way they want to approach the game now yeah that's a fair point um i'll just move on uh, some guys legend esports in general has killed social lands in my opinion as the scene grew and everyone else sees fortnites and games before that were mi- throwing millions around it makes no sense to spend x amount for nothing when other games can play for chunks of change so as Liam said, self entitlement is part of it, but mostly esports itself. Yeah. Before we move on, I just want to shout out Pinchy. I just want to say, I need I need you to come up to us to when you want this level land to happen because you keep saying it's going to happen and you're not giving us any details on it. And they're like <laughs> the best social lands. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, we've um, we've seen like uh, we'll talk about actually in present. No, we'll I'll move on on to present. Anyway. In terms of EU teams in international events over the years, we talked briefly there, I said about Denver, but I mean, like, what do you think? Should EU have been aiming for top six every time or top four? Or should we dare to dream and say should we should be winning one of these majors? It, it, all, it all boils down to kind of the amount of players. Um, NA, there's always going to be that better pool of talent, but if it it just like you kind of seen with it within other scenes they've just got to make that make that dive into it yeah yes yes potentially but there's no way you're going to do it um kind of playing them in europe when you're tr- trying to play the best teams in na like the, the lag the ping it's just it's just not suit it's just not a suitable environment yeah um so like in terms of international performances what do you think has eu halo done well in this halo 5 era uh, Mike, what do you think? Definitely a lot better than they've done in the past. So I think prior to like any kind of Halo 5 event, I think the most notable one we had was like 2010. 
back when that power lineup was like just breaking top 16 and top 12 and that was like uncharted territory whereas now it's like if a European team goes over and gets top 12 it's like a massive disappointment in comparison to what it used to be yeah uh, Matt what do you think is it a bit of both um, again it just boils it just boils down to how how well they play kind of on not on the day sorry how how well the talent pool is um, I wouldn't I would have to kind of pass on the question because uh, I wouldn't have a, a good enough answer for it to be perfect yeah uh, moving on just briefly we'll, uh, I, I mentioned it at the start of the, the, the show uh, it was something that struck me especially with the last Halo event attendances from EU teams dropped off quite significantly uh, over the years actually um, I know that the last one seen something like 37 teams but that doesn't paint the whole picture in terms of the EU community uh, so looking stretching back uh, World Championships in 2016 16 teams uh, World Championships in 2017 28 teams HCS 2017, uh, 2017 had 29 teams and Halo World Championships in 2018 had 28 teams now when we look at HCS in London the most recent one there was 37 teams however 12 of those teams were international teams uh, as you're aware spl- um, the guys like Splice and Tox and all coming over uh, but we there actually were, there were like three or four like international amateur teams going through as well yeah yeah so I mean there yeah, was open bracket there was it was one of the smallest open brackets that I've, I remember seeing in terms of EU Hello, uh, there was 25 European teams that we can count anyway uh, unconfirmed but we just quick glance and trying to get we don't have the full rosters but we believe yeah. that there was 25 teams so it slowly declined Halo 5 hit its peak in in, in uh, EU terms around 2017 what do you think do you think that is a factor do you think that interest did fall off I mean in terms of the EU, EU community and I'm not saying internationally why the guys come over internationally it's um... I think I think one of the big factors was kind of there was kind of with the year previously there was so much so much interaction there was so many cups tournaments it was just like everything was kind of popping back then we even had um Wednesday uh, the when when Wednesday uh, Wednesday was it Wednesday customs I'm sure it was Wednesday customs but there was a lot more interaction especially as well with kind of the life as well with kind of the refresh as well that kind of happened near the end cycle of Halo Five. It was just, I think it was more irritation for some people, kind of. It did, with not much being brought in to refresh it, which is luckily changing now. I think that was kind of the the reason for it. And especially as well, um, before, NA teams weren't really allowed to compete. They, with the last one that happened, they were finally allowed. With that, that kind of that kind of did have an effect with, with certain teams, certain players, like, especially like we mentioned earlier, with the kind of the player entitlement oh, why should I bother? Like, these these teams are going to just literally wipe the floor. They did, but it was that kind of mentality where there was just, like, it was just giving up, really. But yeah. with it kind of coming back to kind of H3 now, it's kind of, I, I would say, kind of more of a level playing field, especially on how other teams have done, like the one EU team that went across. But with H5, there was just such such a massive scale gap. As soon as those the NA, the NA sides were announced that they were competing, I, that, that would definitely i would say had an impact 
Yeah. Mike, you were playing uh, at several of these events. What do you think? Do you think that had a, was a factor? I think part of the factor was how frustrating Halo 5 can be online a lot of the time. Especially when like there were these nagging issues that just weren't being addressed. Like the, the two most notable ones were like the team lobby glitch, where it was like very difficult. Like a lot of inconsistencies of being able to change teams within a lobby without just having to back out or disappear off the forge and come back and stuff. I think the biggest one that sent a lot of people away was the heavy aim. The fact that the more wrecks you bought in the game, the slower it made your aimer, and it just kind of the idea of things like that promoting. I think things like smurfs as well like smurfing was a huge problem especially for people just trying to get into the scene yeah because they'd be they'd be they grind for like a week they get they get up to like that higher level to plat to like lower diamond where you start seeing some of the competitive players and then you just start seeing pros on smurfs just getting absolutely just absolutely raining them day in day out yeah and kind of very <clears throat> demotivating uh one thing i wanted to chat about next was the quality of uh, EU events. I mean, for the last three years, we've seen the same team dominate every event in terms of EU's teams, anyway. The Infused, the Fab Esports, whatever you want to call them, that same group and, and bundle yeah, the, of players. The, uh, the Jimbo Moe's brand trio. Yes. And then whoever they had to Yeah, so, I mean, like, do you think that in terms of quality in the EU, like, EU suffered by one team dominating it all? Like, I mean, at least we've seen, like, Splice and Tox trade for a bit there, especially toward the end of Halo 5's life. I'd say kind of more at the beginning, there was, especially with kind of, we had the Pro League, there was that, there was that hunger. And especially with that, fa- I always go go to say Fabe, Fabe. <laughs> um, I always, they, they had that hunger where they wanted to keep, compete we saw some teams that especially during kind of the actual season element would just completely give up at some points uh, and it would just be kind of a kind of a joke in some sense with the with kind of the determination they had and with some other teams as well there were also other factors i think i think it was the first summer league uh, like some players came down with illness and then ended up losing but then ended up winning the series back there's that they dominated at a, a really good level, but then that kind of split happened, and then they came back together. Then WrestleMania happened, so it just diluted it a bit, I'd say. Yeah, I, I can't remember which event. Maybe make you you maybe refresh my memory, but was there not an event in which they were in the grand final or final or something like that, and one of the other sort of major EU sides were pretty close to beating them, only for like a connection issue? Was it? Was that one thing, or like the game lagged out or something? I can't remember. There was the. Um, that would have probably have been the 2018 Worlds because that's when they just brought in the. Um, the LAN feature. The offline LAN system. Yeah, I, I think. And I, it was still like there was a lot of disconnects that week. Yeah, I remember there was some issue or something that there there was a team that went up against them. I just, I've got, I've got a picture somewhere of like it was the losers bracket finals or whatever it was when it was a. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of the team, but it was Snakey's team playing. Yeah, and they've been so they 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 spent so long between the games that there's just Snakey literally just fallen asleep in his chair just. Yeah, Kimbo's just actually in the chat at the minute. He says uh, games kept freezing and we had to restart. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's been some teething issues with yeah. Halo Five uh, in terms of the local LAN issue, and and hopefully that will come back to true true LAN. It was it was the game's fault, and there was nobody really the guys. It was a good. Game I think, to I think watch. it was because they tried to put it in halfway through. Yeah, it was. Uh, they've they've put everything halfway through. They put observer mode halfway through, theater mode, uh, forge. Everything has felt very much like. 
it's not what a Halo game should feel like. I mean, if you start to feel like uh, the likes of a, well, it came before Fortnite, but I mean, something that was like unfinished and just throwing these things in, I'll get it in there yeah. eventually. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, move on. Next uh, section of our discussion into the past. And I wanted to talk about community run cups, community run scene. Um, we've had a number of different community run organizations, tournament organizations come and go. The two main ones that have stayed is myself and Splinter. Uh, we've seen the likes of, if you can cast your mind back, we've seen the likes of uh, Surrender. If you remember the guys in 2017 or 2016, those guys ran a few cups. Uh, it lasted, I think, half a year. They ran, it was, it was a decent few cups. Um, we had Nade Street run a few tournaments on his rebranded accounts. Um, we yeah. had... Hello France, we've had Hello France actually partner with us a few times, they've been pretty decent actually. Uh, they have quite a great quality setup. I know uh, Romantu is a really qual- like real quality guy in terms of production and the way he runs things. And we ran our league in sort of co- cooperation with those guys and they did a really good job of it. We were really happy with it and, and all the feedback that we got from, from the players was, was really positive. Um, we've obviously had myself and, and Splinter as well, but what what do you think about and when you cast your mind back, Mike? Uh, what do you think about like that whole EU community run cup scene? Do you think it's uh, when you look at like across the water? You look at the likes of uh, PBL. Uh, you look at uh, Greater Toronto Halo. You look at uh, most recently the Halo Draft League has appeared. Um, but what do you think about that in terms of the EU sort of organic growth within the community? Yeah. Well, first of all, there's still all the uh, there was the Italian leagues that are going on as well. Yeah, I, I've been trying to get into be contact with them actually. Well. Yeah, the Ita- yeah. Hello Italia, uh, really good organization too. Actually, we we partnered yeah. with them too. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think because of Europe as a whole is a generally, even at the competitive level, it's a much smaller player base than like over in North America, and because a lot of the organizers and things and a lot of tournaments that are coming out don't really offer large prize pools, if any at all, and it kind of it puts the top players off from playing. And then it comes, it, it almost becomes, especially more towards the end, when like the player count was getting lower and lower, it's almost just people were just doing it for memes and doing it just to like troll people more than anything else. Yeah. And it kind of, it stopped getting taken as seriously by the community. Yeah, definitely from my own experience anyway. Matt, what do you think? Just to kind of touch on um, uh, Mike's point, just the, the, it's it's a bit disheartening you must you must definitely agree in this sense like you were saying i wasn't aware that people in the sense that people just doing it for the memes kind of thing but the the amount of effort that these these kind of community run cups put into and it, it, i did not realize it was kind of done for the memes kind of thing there were much higher um kind of signups and everything but it like like you kind of said, if there's it's no if there's no prize pool and it, it kind of again falls back to kind of the player entitlement, there's no drive. Um, it was good. Don't get me wrong, it's great to actually see like two two three cups yeah. a week, uh, the free for all ones. Like they were brilliant. I think one of the best experiences I've I've personally had where I competed was for a community cup was playing the Blumen. Um, there was a big team battle tournament that was going on. And I can't even remember that it was literally two full squads of um, like big team battle. There was like Badford, Moe's, uh, Respectful. That was brilliant. Um, but that that was it. There, there was no real kind of drive after it. 
Yeah. Uh, fr- when you talk about prize pools, it was something whenever I started. Originally, I was Halo Ireland and UK. It actually was Halo Ireland. Um, started way back in the early years of 2017, the early part of it. But originally, I was totally against prize pools. I hated it. I thought uh, when money gets involved, it becomes quite toxic and nasty. And it can sort of uh, dilute that community spirit. People just sort of take... Uh, aim at each other for no reason but eventually then with our league that we run we've run two leagues two big leagues that stretched over like two or three months uh, I'd love to bring that back but the player count's just too low at the minute um, yeah. I'll talk about that more in our, in our present uh, feature but the the second league we ran in 2018 was a prize pool of over 250 quid uh, we had a simple two player, two pound per player buy-in. Every team played eight pound. We had thirty teams sign up. We actually ended up having thirty-four teams as teams dropped out and teams bought in. Uh, we ended up. Yeah, I dropped in and out about four times myself. Yeah, like I, know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Um, teams dropped in and out. We had uh, division one and division two, and then a division two A and two B and several cups and that's what I mentioned about like Halo France they got involved because they got like three or four French teams that came into the to the fold um, we eventually ended up with again Looney and, and Warlord and all those guys winning they beat the German team of Blitz and Rubenstein and all that uh, but the prize pool that we had was well over £250 it was good that we were able to you know, we, we get £40 to the second place and £200, I think it was. Or I can't even remember what it was. Looney's in the chat. He, he'd be remember because I paid him. Uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, Bad Dub, or Halo Data Hive, he's in the chat. He actually did... Uh, he actually did track a lot of the stats and I feel so bad for him because the amount of teams that dropped out and he had this great tournament site run for us and it was a disaster because EU sides are just so changeable is the word uh, but yeah it was great from that perspective uh, we've run a lot of cups and stuff in the past very proud of the leagues that we've run splinters cups excellent quality every time and Lou's not here but you know you got to give credit to him he runs such a tight sh- uh, ship uh, he all of his graphics top end you know top end stuff everything organization his streams that he puts out his casting everything done professionally and, and I admire that uh, I don't know what your guys opinion is of the whole like his sort of stuff either but I'm, I'm sure it's probably positive he does it yeah. on his own enough said the man yeah exactly if, that's, if a massive, that's could... a massive workload for such little reward yeah I've been there too it, it hurts <laughs> um, but we I mean, <laughs> it's it's tough running those things in our own I mean we had like I said 30 teams and we were trying to diff- like 30 teams 30 times 4 it's like 120 plus players bitching and arguing amongst each other or to me or to other teams or Twitter beef that's happened. I mean, one of those people, there's a few of those people in the chat right now uh, that that will probably be, you know, who were responsible for some of it in, in ways. But uh, yeah, it's it's... It's a difficult shift to run, and it's always been a difficult shift to run. But I'm, I've tried my best to try to keep it up. Halo France, they're an odd crowd that's actually still active, and they've been very good. Uh, but in terms of that, actually, I talked about personalities. Um, I'm just going to talk about like, uh, 
what do you think of whoever like who was in the past who, who run the Halo Five sort of scene in terms of EU communities? Who who's those personalities that you look up to and, and admire? Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. Um, it's quite it's kind of difficult because um, there's, there's never really been like that many people, especially at the top levels, that really helped out the lower tier amateurs all that much. Outside of like when you're actually at events and things asking for advice, um, there's there are a few people that like help me. You know, I got I know Havoc's in the chat. I think he gave me quite a bit of advice way back when in like the last Halo Three when Matt started out as well. He he gave me quite a bit of advice then. Yeah. But it's like there aren't really that many people around that help cr break down that kind of barrier to entry, especially for players who are just trying to like get out of the first round or even just trying to like build up their confidence to want to come to an event in the first place. It's like the, the, the best bit of advice I can give anyone is just that one game on LAN is still, even with like dedicated servers and things today, one game on LAN is still worth 15 online for when it comes to trying to improve quickly. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Before we have a question for you in the chat, but we'll let you answer that. Yeah, um, I'll answer that in a moment, just to kind of bring on your point. I actually kind of agree with Mike, um, Liam, uh, Havoc, definitely. Um, like when I was kind of fresh into it, one of literally one of the nicest people to kind of speak to, especially with the barrier of entry. He's he he will always provide feedback, in the sense of, of kind of the bigger picture, kind of community wise. I'd I'd say it'd be uh, Mikkel. Um, not many people would um, hopefully would know about this guy, um, Mike Michael Valentine. Um, he was the guy that kind of well he ran top mid and then now kind of has kind of elevated himself is the best term i can use uh working with gfinity for a good good couple of years now and he is literally kind of, he was the foundation for kind of from the rules for in the european side he's kind of been much, well i definitely say i've learned a lot from him and oh actually even speaking of kind of the top mid duo roy and um, sadly he's kind of a family man now but those two in the kind of the grand scheme of things but definitely havoc uh, for kind of the player side. Oh, and Looney Dogs as well. Um, the kid's the nicest kid in the world. He's been, I he was one of the first interactions I had with kind of players themselves. Like quite a few people. I don't really see any kind of real bad eggs. It's just I don't I don't know how to word it. It's just people have opinions. Some people don't like these opinions, but there's no like we kind of bridge off the toxicity. It's nothing compared to other scenes at all. Definitely not. If there's kind of toxicity, it's such a minor thing. It's just people blow out proportion because it's such a tight knit community. Uh, Tashi has said Meek. Oh, sure. Meekle. Meekle. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the Michael Valentine, the god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's actually Onset. Onset and Wonderboy have drove this community a lot of the time for me. Um, inspiration as well. These guys have all the time running these tournaments, casting. Uh, and get into where they are in terms of the international stage and that and, and they're one of our own you know um, mm. the, in terms of the cast and talent and everything EU dominates you've got Lottie you've got Harry you've got uh, you know Onset Lethal Gaskin um, there's so much you you know cast and talent in here at numbers everybody else uh, which is always a positive thing and it's definitely been a positive thing in terms of the past in terms of Halo 5 era uh but yeah, I'll just before we jump into the next segment in terms of the present, one question for you there, Mike. 
Uh, just touching on your point, it comes in from Matty Rums, who is the mod for uh, Reddit's competitive Halo and also runs uh, our partner, Noob Combo, on Hero by Halo anyway. Um, he says, you mentioned how NA teams coming over to London was a sort of turn-off for EU teams. I know a lot of people over here in NA wish EU teams could play in NA more because we know it could help EU teams get even better. Do you think more international non-NA events would benefit the EU scene or even be more of a deterrent? No, more events, the better. The more events we have, the more it's kind of, kind of the, the, the whole reason we've created this. The only way that the talent or that skills that skill ceiling is going to improve is the constant competition. If there are more international, well, rather than EU or NA, international event, there's more of them. Players are going to get better matches they're going to be playing against. NA teams, If it's just, it's it's a logistics thing. It's the hardest thing in the world to kind of think of how you're going to be able to get together. But it is, yes, 100%, 1,000%. But we've, it's got to happen. And if we can, if it can grow to where you can have kind of majors, invitationals, all that thing, like the South by South, that's a that's a perfect example. It does suck. There's no EU team. But if, if there was just more of that kind of amalgamation of the different kind of different sides of the, the great pond as it were we the skill ceiling would just get higher and higher and well for example with the first halo world championship and with the um i can't remember the event where we got top six Denver. um that that was li- literally because they boot camped they boot camped for so much and back with the epsilon roster the reason being was they were playing quite a lot of na teams previously we may forget that the the whole kind of they played optic before the game even came out for example and then at the um game gamescom uh, kind of in- invitational if if that consistent competition happens where we have international talent competing of course it's going to get better but it's got to happen first yeah uh just before we jump on to the next segment of the podcast uh, if you have been following Europa Halo, um, you'll have seen what I had put out earlier on. Uh, just It's a tweet uh, just asking three things. If you want to get it read out at the end of the show, um, you can send a reply to that tweet. Uh, the questions are, what is your best memory from an EU event or cup? Uh, will Halo 6 or Halo Infinite bring the EU community back and why? And Does Halo 6 need a BR mode? And we'll get into that later in the show, but... With especially with the likes of Apex jumping out of nowhere in the last week, uh, we'll definitely talk about that. So we're going to jump in now and take uh, a jump into the present. So you will have seen actually in the background of that was the recent UGC Halo Classic and we're going to talk all about that move all of a sudden. We talked about the past, the previous era of Halo 5. It's now the second coming, uh, as some would say, the second coming on Halo 3. Um, what's your thoughts initially on Halo 3? I mean, some people, especially the newer kids, I grew up with Halo 3. Uh, I remember playing in high school with uh, the guy, like bad dub there, Halo Data Hive playing Halo 3 whenever I was in high school. Um, I 
I know a lot of people are purists love Halo 2. I love Halo 2. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Um, I've already recently got into it more as uh, as MCC came out and stuff. But the likes of uh, you, Mike, I mean, you're obviously a bit younger than us, I think. Um, so, you know... You, not, not that much. Um, well, uh, you, you'd be able to sort of give us a much better perspective on uh, what Halo 3 or what you think of Halo 3 coming in. like. So, what do you think? You know, for starting twenty four, I'm not that I'm not that young compared to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, well, uh... but um, well, for for us in Europe, this is actually like the third coming of Halo Three. Yeah, because after after a year of Halo Four, we we had enough of that, and we had exactly the same thing last time when we went back and played another year of Halo Three before um, what's it called MCC came out. Yeah. So it's not it's not anything we haven't done before um personally like i'll be going whatever halo we play anyway just because i get to go there i hang out with my friends i get ludicrously drunk play halo and i have a good time anyway but i think knowing that it's halo 3 trying to bring back some of the older players and trying to bring a breath of fresh air into the scene to try and revamp it i think i think it's a good idea but it's 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 only just at the moment it's just putting a putting a plaster on a much larger problem which is that you know we've been lacking a new fresh competitive halo for a very long time now that's actually been like sustainable yeah in its own right um i mean we'll we'll talk about that in a minute i'll come to you mad about it but i'm just gonna read out some of the ch- uh, chat um lord relay he says he said earlier actually hello from north america so you're more than welcome actually to join the discussion here uh halo 2 greater than halo 3 uh kimbo who's in on the chat says reach uh thumbs up face um ego who has jumped in with a bit of a comment here it's a long one halo 3 is an amazing game but in my opinion it's a desperate nostalgia trip to boost the fan base again but it's not fun to compete on an 11 year old game when we have all vomit vomited in new era uh halo 3 is fun to compete that's from bad dub or halo data hive uh i Lord Relay again. I think he'll uh, three for three is just trying to keep us placated until Halo Infinite drops. They don't want competitive to die out completely, which is true. And something uh, something that um, that 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 you've said, or and it's a sticking a, a plaster on something. Uh, we are stuck in a steel game of Halo Five. Halo Five just wasn't uh didn't have that age it, it didn't age right compared to other games uh and a lot of people think that all oh, game needs to be fresh we need to keep getting games pumped out but you could argue yeah. I, I think that's total bullshit to be honest uh you look at the likes of csgo you look at the likes of overwatch you look at the likes of uh starcraft 2 starcraft 2 gets more average mm-hmm. viewers and that game is what like seven or eight years old and yeah i mean like yeah. <clears throat> Oh, Rainbow Six Siege is, is an incredible game, actually. Like that, it's really so es- esports focused, and, and just uh, I really want to get into it, but I know I've I've just heard that's just full of toxic people, and <laughs> I don't want to jump into that. I'm I'm happy enough playing uh, Smash at the minute to keep my uh, competitive s- uh, streak going. But uh, what do you think, Matt? Coming in, I know you've mentioned Halo Two is better than Halo Three, but what do you think about the current state that we went into now that the present day Halo competitive scene isn't Halo 5, it's not Halo 2, it's not Halo 2 Anniversary, it's Halo 3. So, don't get me wrong, it's 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 good. Personally, 
Halo 2 anniversary is my personal preference. However, we have seen a resurgence with the people that did not want to play Halo 5 have now returned to play Halo 3. If you look in the sense of the kind of the European community, for example, there are players that I have not seen people who have got rid of their Twitter accounts, just kind of don't really play. As soon as that was announced, they came back for Flames is a perfect example. He kind of dropped off the radar for about a year, must be over a year. As soon as that Halo 3 announcement happened, he was back and he was he was off to America. Like, it's it's definitely a nostalgia feel. Don't get me wrong, it's good nostalgia and kind of that's the age we're living in at the moment where it is. You want to kind of, you want to get that nostalgia hit. But, I I personally think it, we, Halo 2 Anniversary never got the chance that it deserved. And at the time, it was a bit broken. It's fixed now. It's fixed now. It's great. It runs great. But it it's it looks a lot more polished. It just sadly there's only like three or competitive maps. But I can't disregard the the effect that the announcement of Halo Three has had. I can't. I don't have the specific number of the amount of teams that competed at the classic. Just seeing if I can actually get that. Uh, Maddie Rose would know. Ninety-six, I think it was. That's there were like one hundred twenty-eight passes, but there were like ninety-six teams actually showed up. Yeah, that's more. That's than, I think that's more than any in the Halo, Halo Five year anyway, uh, internationally or yeah. or locally. That's yeah. insane. But that's the thing. If if it, if it, if it's all about the way, way to word it best is sorry, excuse me, sorry, <coughs> is if they can if they can get, drive that engagement drive the interaction with the community which they have been nailing late especially with uh, I, I know you're in here tashi your new social media producer oh yeah i was gonna nailing. say that uh lola or Muggsy, <laughs> or yeah, Muggsy, yeah brilliant i mean that was a brilliant he's, move. he's a halo legend in the montage i'm actually gonna raise that point later in the show but you've actually raised it now i'll raise that point in terms <laughs> of the future what i think of of that for the future of halo i'll bring it up later but uh, before we jump into more discussion on this, uh, I'm just going to read out some of the t- chat. Uh, Lord Relay, I'm playing MCC some, but I'm still playing Halo 5 just to get to the rank 152, which is actually an interesting point. Um, I want Halo Infinite Reward for getting to the 152 rank. Without that incentive, I'd be playing MCC full-time. Legend chat, uh, the current example now shows why the EU scene struggles so much, though. Halo 3 is the current competitive game. Grassroots has been announced. So far, Halo 3 is in NA. And has had three events announced and happen, including a massive prize pool invitational. Most, if not all, grassroots applications have gone to NA personalities and none to the EU community organisers or tourney organisers, which is something which we hopefully will be trying to change with Nightfall and the Nightfall project that we're just discussing, that, that Europa Halo, Splinter and other great minds within the EU community is going to merge together to create this Nightfall project. So Europa Halo going forward will not run cups as Europa Halo anymore but we run as Nightfall uh, throwing that in there now but uh, one thing uh, Outcast Steve he actually is gonna he's actually starting to go into the point that I was gonna raise next um, he says I think this is making the best of a bad situation but for with how different Halo 3 is now or how far ahead on game time some people are it's a t- some people are it's a tough situation very alienating, alienating for new gen players it was one of the things is how the new kids who younger than all three of us come into Halo uh, 3 and get used to the classic classic movement uh, compared to advanced movement that games like Call of Duty uh, Halo 5 even 
Halo 4. Uh, all these things have announced uh, or, or have took on board advanced movement rather than you look at classic movement in games like Halo 3, Halo 2. It, it's it's hard to debate it because you look at games like CSGO, which is runs very similar to Halo series, uh, and people always argue that you need sprint. But uh, yeah, uh, Matty Rum says there was 89 teams at Halo Classic. So. That's still, still still much better than yeah, still pretty know. good. Uh, so yeah, what do you think, Matt, from that perspective uh, of this classic movement, advanced movement? I have my own opinions on what Halo Six should be, and I know you guys nearly punched me or hit me in the chat for it. <laughs> but I say those things out of uh, thinking about the future. So what do you think, Matt? Advanced movements here to stay, no matter what anyone kind of says. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. Um, it, there's a way of balancing it. Originally, like for example, Halo Four, you could just run. You could run away from a gunfight. No one's gonna touch you. Oh, run away from a good fight. Oh, I got my full shields. There was that balance. That was, that was good. Admittedly, it was still sprint. It just depends on how 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 infinite kind of goes into it. But think about it with advanced movement. Call of Duty is a prime example. We they went from it was in sorry it was black was it black ops yeah black ops three, and then straight into Infinite Warfare. There, there was just advanced movement and developers listen at the end of the day. Huh. We you in how can I word it? We are still the consumer. If if it's huh. not gonna if if they put like wall running everything, it may sell. It may not sell as well as a kind of an as a kind of classic movement, I think we're going to get that kind of balance or it's going to be a very purest things, for example, which could, you could segregate where it could be, you have your, your normal, and then you have your, your kind of esports ready product. So it just depends really on how three, four, three kind of goes with it. But personally, I don't care if the game plays well and it's fun, I'll play it. I played Halo 5 loads. I'll tell you who knows the answer to that one. The answer to that one, somebody in the chat knows the answer to that one, but I'm sure he's not going to tell us uh, <laughs> until hashtag soon. Uh, Tashi, if you're listening, um, he's not going to tell us a damn thing. But uh, <laughs> my own perspective, uh, I know, so it, yeah, I agree. Advanced movement's here to stay. I think uh, sprinting with limits and clamber should probably stay in terms of, not from my own opinion, I like classic movement as much as any Halo 3 purist or Halo 2 purist, but it's the fact that you need to appeal to an audience that has grown up around advanced movement. Uh, you're talking about, like, I mean, the consumer age group, as you get older, you've less time for games and that. So, I mean, when you're trying to target these guys who grew up with Halo 3, they're all moved on with their lives. They're married, have kids, don't have time to play games. Uh, you're trying to appeal to this bigger market, which is your teenagers, your young adults. Uh, by the time Halo 6 comes out, I could be, you know, tied up in other things too. Like, you know, I may not have time to play it or run here, uh, Halo, Europa Halo Nightfall. Um, <laughs> I keep remember, trying to remember this Nightfall now. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, look, I think advanced movement has to stay in some respects, but I would like to see some sort of... Uh, throwback is the word to the classic movement i don't think now as well it has to stay because later on we'll talk about the future we'll talk about battle royale modes and stuff i think that for advanced movement 
that's going to be a tricky one because you're not going to play classic movement battle royale. I don't think that'll be a lot of people's cup of tea, especially with the way Fortnite's played, Apex. You know, all these games coming in, it's, it's all fast paced. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, no, Shane, you're all right. Don't worry about that. We have plenty of stags to go to this year. Um, so with that, Mike, what do you think uh, on your whole thoughts about it for the future? And I haven't asked you, have I? No, not yet. So, like, I know you mentioned briefly a little bit earlier. It was like about how some of the older players have got so so many thousand hours like ahead of everyone coming back to Halo Three before. And then you still look at teams like the Elevate team that went over to um, UGC in there. They, you, you put them under bracket of Halo 5 kids, but then you get players like Neptune who are legitimately only like 17 years old. When yeah. Halo 3 would have been competitively around before, he'd have been 10. So like players like that have shown you don't need to necessarily be that far ahead just to catch up. It's more about the hours you put in now. So... But for going for going forwards now, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a classic Halo person. I'm a purist. I'm one of those guys. I hate it. I hate advanced movement. I, I don't I don't like. It. I don't think it has a place. And my theory has always been that it was just like, it was originally brought in because some of the other games at the times of those releases started incorporating it. And my my theory was always just that they did it just to try and stay competitive with the the other like games in the market. Yeah. But it's like every time every time a game's come out with advanced movement, within a couple of years we've gone back to a game with classic movement. Even with even before we went back to Halo three, like the second time for Europe, we that um in some BI fifty event in Halo four, we modded the absolute bejesus out of the game. Took out all the advanced movement, changed all the game assist, changed things like that. And it was arguably a much better game. Now we weren't now people didn't we were frowned we were frowned on it a lot especially by the uh, the devs at the time because essentially we just hacked the game apart and made it better but I think it's it goes to show like from from a from a casual standpoint advanced movement it's fine you know if you just want to jump on with your friends you just want to start running around in Super Fiesta you know wall running ground pounding spawn charging that that it's it's a good laugh when you try to play casually. But I don't think at a competitive level, advanced movement has that place in Halo. Especially with, like, the biggest thing is the the kill times are just too long. Yeah. If you're like, it gives you too many too many bailouts for terrible decisions. Like, you play Halo Three, and you get caught like on Heretic bottom middle against like four pro players. That's it. You're dead. On Halo Five, you can just sprint, thrust, clamber, do all this fancy stuff, and yeah. you're out of there. Well, I suppose and though, that, looking at that, some people might say that's a skill. Uh, that could be brought forward. I mean, like if if you were able to get out of one of those situations, it would end up in a highly real somewhere. Uh, I mean, it's it's. I know what you're getting at, debatable. but it's it's yeah, it's debatable. Um, what I was gonna jump into next. There's a lot of controversial points I'm gonna hit in this one, uh, in this present topic, because uh, we're gonna talk about some real. Um, uh, some people have raised it in the chat. We'll talk about it more. Uh, you, in my notes, anyway, you'll see one of the last points, actually, for this section. Um, how is there still a market for Halo 5? I mean, I've got a lot of people who've DM'd Europa Halo and asked, is there going to be any more Halo 5 tournaments? The biggest selling point is that Halo 5 just has, still has Observer Mode, but the other Halos don't. Makes my so life so much easier. 
Yeah, and it, it, it and then you know because you can then you can run the cup, but then you can stream it, you can cast it, you can do things like that much better than you can, especially online. Mm. Yeah. Land, it doesn't matter as much because you can just capture card off an Xbox. But oh yeah, sure, let's just capture card eight Xbox. That's yeah, still I, very different. You know what I mean. You that know what I mean. Trying to <laughs> trying to uh, capture four Twitch streams of Halo Three for a free for all tournament that was exactly. difficult. Especially when you're trying to run it over two PCs or, or a PC and a laptop uh, with a capture card, trying to take the pressure off the CPU, trying to actually then stream that. That is what the difficulty that I had with uh, that recent cup that I done. But like, it's it's the only way I can see that we can actually get some sort of cast in with Halo Three or MCC. Yes, it's a pain in the ass, but it's it's all we've got. True, and yeah, it is possible. But hopefully, they, they, if we've got another year of Halo 3, or potentially if they go onto a different title in a year's time, th that must be on their radar. If if they're going to be kind of committing kind of that amount of time before the next title is out, there's still that massive announcement that's coming by South by Southwest. Um, imagine, imagine that they import. It's 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 not as simple as lots of lines of code. But imagine if this has been in the pipeline for a while. Then, oh, that is in, it's near enough. Well, not impossible, improbable to get a full kind of spectator mode without the use of capture cards. Oh, if I that would, was in would, place, it would be perfect. It would be, but I don't think they're going to waste their resources and time and effort on that sort of thing, especially with all what's to come in the future. Uh, I, I can't see it happening. I've, I know a lot of people have, have asked that and put on Twitter and said, oh, it'd be great for 343 to do this and to do that, but it's just not realistic. Like, mm. um, What I was going to jump on to next is, I mentioned it actually just a, a moment ago, uh, I recently ran a cup. It was a free-for-all cup. Um, Splinter hasn't run any cups in a while, but it's still obviously one of the big EU cups runs. We've had Neil Street, uh, who's announced that he's going to do some global tournaments for Halo 3 or Halo 5. I'm not sure. Halo 5. No, it's Halo 5. I think he's still going to go roll with. Uh, but, um, I mean, like, we've all had... I've Personally, I've had to adapt because the present player count is so low that we've had to adapt with things that, that aren't fours because not everybody's going to be able to grab a four so easy. Some people have... Pers like attitude issues to other players uh, beef or whatever you want to call it and the chances of getting a full four is quite low you'll probably get maybe four teams five teams whereas if I get uh, a free for all I can sign up 40, 50 players all of a sudden and I can run you know four groups of eight or five groups or six groups whatever it is and I've done that in the past um We've had to adapt. I felt like I've had to adapt to this Halo 3 change and the current scene that is happening right now. The state of EU Halo is that our player count is lower than ever. Uh, we're all starving for more Halo. And that's what I'm saying. This is controversial. I'm just saying like, we are starving for, for more Halo. Uh, regardless of the fact that Halo 3 is out, um, we are all waiting and just taking over. And I mean, like I, I'm just... Try, uh, like, like the likes of Europa Halo, the likes of Splinter, the likes of the Nightfall project is going to be just trying to, to hold hold the door. Mm. As Hodor would say. <laughs> but the, I mean, again, it's 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 one of the things if if you can kind of get the engagement and kind of 
bring bring them kind of into the conversation um for example if like you were saying like the draft cup and the free for all like you get more numbers why don't in like like we like with the community the community customs try something along those lines there's there's ways that that you can kind of get people to kind of meet other people because like you play matchmaking like get get people to interact with each other more like i think i think that's kind of the best way that we can kind of increase the kind of the player counts so yeah we, we've got to try it we're going to jump into some really controversial stuff because i was just going to call out the likes of uh if you talk about customs you need big personalities you need the likes of onset and everybody to make a, a community customs night or whatever because i mean if i say that i might get it but if you say like uh onset's doing one he could get a whole full t- big team battle for the for the crack like you know for the for the fun, for the banter of it, uh, and you could really have something driving there weekly, sort of thing. But those guys are just so busy, and they're doing so well for themselves. And you know, I envy the fact that they have this career in esports, and and I don't. Uh, but <laughs> and I sit, I'm just back pumping, working with chemicals, uh, sitting, you know, normal day job. These guys are out in, in different places across Europe, casting mm-hmm. FIFA, and that, and that's amazing and fair play to them. But uh, I think that. We need somebody, a personality, to step up and keep the the scene alive. And is is that going to be Nightfall? Is Nightfall? Do you think going to be successful in, in running that? Or well, what's your prospect for our, our project? Well, it's what we it's whatever we give, we get from it. Really, um, I'm I'm 100 behind this. This has been in the pipeline for so long now. Like we've got some of the, not to sound behavior, but we have some of the some of the kind of best TOs and kind of support that we have in a non-professional sense yeah we have some of the best support that we could get it it's there's always potential if it doesn't work it doesn't work we'll again at the end of the day like this community is given so much kind of in my sense it's given me kind of my career for example it is there's no harm in trying to give it back so uh yeah the big the big aim in which we are sort of targeting is the fact that we be given grassroots status um or the grassroots program access to the grassroots program we have now not to give away too much detail but we have looked at the likes of lands we've been in talks with uh or tried to start opening talks positive talks with uh, people who are able to host or give us a bit of a point us in the right direction in terms of lands um not to give too much away because we're sort of like we've just announced this nightfall podcast nightfall project nightfall everything but we want our aim is to be grassroots and to supply to you because i mean like will there be any ulan uh or hcs grassroots for european halo because in a way i feel like has the eu community been abandoned by halo or HCS because we, we're not hearing I mean like one of the guys uh, pointed out we've seen uh, one of the guys in the chat we've pointed out has seen three events three or four events announced in North America um, all these guys getting you know streamer status of grassroots but what what's on the EU side I mean we've got nothing um, I know Intel we've received some emails or certain people have seen some emails uh, we're not going to name names and, and what was in those emails but in ways I felt like EU has been sort of abandoned because of, of those early signs uh, what's your thoughts on that Mike? Um, well I think going back to 
the last point about like the community dying when we don't have events people don't play the game generally online anyway in Europe if something gets announced people most players might start playing again obviously we're not gonna because it's been so long I think at this point there are some people that are just done for good but then you know going forward I think like there's no because there's not been any reason for us to play and then especially with because Halo 3 has been the main focus and I know you I don't know if you've been seeing all the drama on Twitter like I'm guilty of a lot of it myself about complaining about the uh, the choice in servers that 343 like to give us when we're trying to play Halo 3 Team Hardcore I think I think yeah. that's that's well beyond the point of probably fixing I think that like I said it's the same thing as Observer they probably don't want to put any more additional resources into fixing that yeah. game at this stage of its life cycle I mean what MCC's been out for four or five years now yeah. uh, and to, to, be, to be fair it's a huge massive step up from where it was at launch oh yeah like, I mean this, I remember this is like, this is like 95% complete now I remember getting it in a game store in Belfast uh, at midnight driving up the town getting it and then that night couldn't find a game couldn't load the game <laughs> The game was just broken, absolutely yeah. broken on start, and I was just so disheartening, disappointed. <coughs> it's obviously in a much better state now, but uh, we'll talk about the future. We'll talk. I was going to say we'll talk about Infinite and what Infinite needs to be, but yeah, for me, I don't know. I I, I don't know what I want to play at the minute. I don't have any appetite for Halo personally, at the minute. Uh, like I said, I'm playing Smash. I'm playing Red Dead. I'm playing Starcraft. I'm playing Overwatch. I'm playing. Apex. Apex, yeah, me and Bang, Mr. <laughs> Bang, Monster Bang. He he actually, now there's a, an actual one. He refused to cast the last tournament, not because it was Europa Halo, not because of he was busy. He refused to cast with me the last tournament because why? His massive hatred to Halo 3. He hates oh. Halo 3 with a passion. I suppose, I, suppose, yeah. I suppose Josh is a Halo 2 guy, isn't he? More than anything. Yeah, so uh, I, I told him that for the draft cup he can come back. And uh, just heard abuse about Halo Three if he wants. <laughs> uh, if that makes him yeah. happy. Um, anyway, yeah, that's is, that is, that is a very that's a very monster bank thing to say. <laughs> but quick one: if anybody in the chat, I mean, a lot of you guys are European in the chat. What do you think? Has HCS abandoned EU, or am I being too harsh? Because uh, in some ways, I feel like it has, because we're what Halo Five stopped doing events back in September, October time. Um, and we're now what five, nearly half a year, nearly half a year from then. I mean, it's what five months now, nearly six months, and nothing from the EU side. I mean, that was the problem. Actually, I forgot to mention that in the past, but that was the problem for a lot of people getting disgruntled with uh, Halo and the competitive scene was that we would get a LAN and then we'd get no, not any bit of news for ages. Like I mean, absolute ages, and then all of a sudden, with like four yeah. weeks, all of a sudden this wee window. Four weeks. It's like announced LAN. Yeah. And everybody's starving and yapping for about two months before. Uh, looking jealous at, at North America and all its uh, glory. Anyway, I'll talk about more of that in the future and what I think needs to be set up in terms of the EU scene for the future. But uh, what what do you guys think in the chat? I'll read out anything. Uh, Socro. Can I, can I just quickly take take this so i mentioned a and uh roy roy is uh socro the the og og halo big roy, Green. Big roy. 
He says, you need to give me £20 and I will return and bring greatness to Europe and Halo once more. God, send me PayPal details yeah. right now. <laughs> so, uh, professional uh, players straight up off the Twitch chat. Uh, Lord Relay, from an NA perspective, they've definitely abandoned you with this Halo 3, Halo Classic cycle. No dedicated servers on MCC, etc. Uh, when is the stream for picking the draft cup? I, I'll get I'll get to that at the end of the at the end of the Twitch chat or Twitch stream. We'll talk about that because uh, the captains will be announced at the end of this week. Mike, are you going to be a captain? Oh, well, there's a, there's I'm going to talk to different people about getting uh, about getting captaincy and that because to be a captain you have to stream pretty much because uh, <laughs> I need I need a perspective I need like a perspective of like one team team a here and team b there and and we can roll with the stream that way uh but yeah lord really i think hits the nail on the head he thinks we've definitely been abandoned from the halo 3 Halo classic era or cycle that this is um it's definitely something to think about so now uh if you guys have nothing further to raise we'll jump into the future or with the future of eu seed of halo uh has to offer So, yeah, so now we're talking all about the future. What is the future of EU Halo? What is the future of Halo in general? Uh, so uh, we talked a bit about advanced movement and try to get away from that, to be honest. Um, the future, is Halo Infinite going to be late 2019? Is it going to be 2020? Is this going to be 2021? What do you guys think? Is it, like All the signs to me point that it's going to be 2020, late 2020. Um, I, I'm happy for it to be 2020, but like, I don't, I don't want it to be rushed out and have another case of what's happened with Halo 5 and MCC, where it's been rushed out and it's obviously not been finished and there's lots of bugs and things left in the game. So I'm happy for it to be a little bit later if it means that it's been tested and it's actually finished and it's a proper working product this time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we'll jump into that actually, but I think everything needs to be there on launch. To be honest, I think uh, nothing exactly. staggered this time. No observer staggered. No theater staggered, no forge staggered, no land staggered. I think everything needs to be there from the get go because otherwise that game's not going to survive. People are just going to be like, "This is the same old story, the same old Halo Five. Why should I buy Halo Six? Whenever here's, this, here, you here's your answer. It's on PC, and that's a <laughs> huge. That's actually something I actually wanted to jump into later, but we can jump into that right now. Will PC affect the Halo community in terms of the EU? Because I'm sure we'll open to this brand new market. I mean, I know a lot of people play the likes of Fortnite and like EU personalities, the likes of Batchford uh, and all that. There are playing like Fortnite and Apex on PC. What do you think? Do you think that a uh, PC Halo Six or Halo Infinite will open up this brand new community from PC players into the EU scene? Yeah, definitely. It's it's. If it, if it, we'll we'll play on the hypotheticals here. Imagine classic movement. It's 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 everything and everything and more you wanted. With PC, you can rent servers. It, there's tournament support. There'll be you'll be easier to spectate. Everything kind of is, especially with how consoles are now. 
it's working towards it. For example, you can now there are some certain games you can play on the Xbox uh, with a PC and mouse. Everything's kind of pointing towards it. It's it's definitely gonna it's it's gonna have such a massive impact. For for example, you've seen like massive streamers. For example, Summit One when Halo Five came out for the Forge mode came out for PC. Admittedly, it didn't get it didn't go as planned. However those sort of personalities would literally just kind of elevate Halo to that next level. You'd even, more than likely, you would see personalities such as Ninja return because it would just, PC is just a completely different league. I admit, I am a console fanboy, but P- PC will elevate it to that next level. It, there's just no question about it. Yeah. Mike, do you think it'll change for the better or for the worse? It's going to depend where the support goes because you look at the other side of it. Call of Duty's been coming out on PC every year for like six or seven years, and no one, no one really plays it. It's all about if where the competitive side is where the uh, the organisers want to shift their focus to whether they want to actually have comp- PC tournaments, console tournaments, and if there's actually going to be like cross compatibility between the two. Yeah, uh, you can play. Yeah. Would you guys play on PC if it came out on PC? Yeah. Would you and... like? Would that be your main focus? Would you? Scrap the Xbox, play PC, full-time Halo 6. Yep, and I'd do it on a controller, because I'm a scumbag. <laughs> uh, Same. Yeah. Um, I, just follow, I just follow wherever the focus goes. Well, if it, the tournament's on the Xbox, I'll play on the Xbox. If the tournament's on PC, I'll play on PC. It's going to be interesting, because I don't think, given the time thing, when I mentioned, I think late 2020 is what we're going to look at. All signs pointing from the great all-gaming games and game consoles and everything is that this could possibly be on the next gen console uh it's actually very likely it's going to be on the next gen console because uh playstation announced this year that they're not going to take part in e3 which is big and it's probably because they're going to announce a new console uh you see that and to retaliate to that or to get to that I think Microsoft will do the same and one of those maybe launch titles maybe not launch titles but one of those titles that will be on the pipework will be Halo Infinite maybe I think the console will be out before the game comes out so it probably won't Mm -hmm. be a launch title but I think it will be demoed possibly demoed this year on the new console it's it'd be it'd be very interesting kind of going into this next gen this next gen because like if you look at your Xbox One now compared to what you look, look what it looked like when it came out, this is this is as close to as use having like a, a a Windows a Windows device because it is the same uh, UI. It's slowly but surely like it, admittedly yes it's console gaming but there's becoming more and more elements like an actual PC. For ex- there's the Steam Box for example that was that br- initial bridge in between, but. He's, oh, I just, I, I, just, I just want this, this out already. Like, I cannot wait to see what the next gen looks like. If it looks anything like a GTX 1080i, I'm sold. Huh. Um, no, Nith's asking in the chat, will it be 2020? It's probably likely it's going to be out in 2020. Like I said, all the signs are pointing that PlayStation's going to break away from E3 and probably have their own conference to announce a PlayStation, a new gen PlayStation, uh, to. The likes of Microsoft, I don't know if they're going to announce it at E3. There's not really any sort of signs or stuff pointing to E3 yet, just yet, but I assume they they might. Uh, it's not mm. 100% guaranteed, though. They might do it something different. There's only, there's only one person in the chat that can answer that, and he's not going to say anything. <laughs> like we said that before, there's one person in the chat that yeah. can answer that. He ain't going to say it. He, his lips, he ain't saying nothing. 
she's been sworn to secrecy. Sworn to secrecy, <laughs> uh, confidentiality, and everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see will EU community open up to PC players because I'm sure PC players in terms of first person shooters is quite strong actually in Europe. Yeah, uh, you look. Is, yeah, yeah, you look at like a lot of those big consoles. Gap is so much CS:GO, like I mean, some of the top teams in CS:GO are European teams. Um, so definitely, I think that with European community, if if you'd say those some of those guys will turn around in its own popularity. Hopefully, if the marketing hype on Halo Infinite is good enough, that those guys are going to be like, right, okay, let's give Halo Infinite a go. And if it is a good so, game, then so just to kind of bridge on that with the marketing element, they uh, the marketer that they had for I admit I'm I'm pretty sure about this, but the marketer that dealt with kind of the Halo Five launch has actually and is dealing with the marketing. Uh, she was present during the um, Halo World Championship initially. Um, so it looks like they'll probably go down that content train again to get the hype, because the hype for Halo 5 was insane. It was, but mm. it was entirely misleading. That oh, was my yeah. only problem with it. I was so annoyed. I remember sitting listening to the podcast uh, with your man from Ken Peel, who did like that... Uh, I can't remember what it is even called now, but he had like a, a story that was announced every week and it was like a podcasty sort of thing that came up with Hunt SoundCloud. Haunt the Truth. That's it. Uh, that was brilliant. But in that the end, be... it had zero relevance to absolutely anything that was in the game. Yeah, it was in the comics that it had the relevance. In terms of the marketing, everything was done perfectly, except it was all lies. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. It was. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I mean, Halo Five didn't exactly live up. Live Halo Five's campaign was, was pretty, pretty poor. It's low down on my list. Um, like, I mean, all that hype, and I was expecting this massive, kick-ass fight between Locke and Chief, and you get a slow animation. You just said Tashi has left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean constructive criticism I mean like it's constructive criticism I'm not like I think those guys do an amazing job and end of the day they're getting paid to do this thing I don't know how to code or make a game um, I just do this stuff uh, but like I just think that Halo 5 was Halo 4 like comparison to Halo 4 I actually enjoyed Halo 4's campaign I thought Halo 4 campaign was pretty deep dark and was pretty good I just think that the multiplayer was poor and then you got the contrasting side which I thought Halo 5's campaign was awful but it's multiplayer was actually half decent mm. I mean a lot of people you know a lot of people shit on Halo 5 and multiplayer and everything and oh, it's not as good as Halo 3 it's not as good as Halo 2 but at the end of the day, it actually Guilty. wasn't bad like when you look at it you look back at it in a few years time and you'll say actually Halo 5 wasn't that bad the same way as I look back and said Reach wasn't that bad Oh, Reach was amazing. I'm, I'm never, I'm never gonna like f follow a game where the the competitive settings had you running around with an assault rifle for a year and a half. So this will be a bit controversial, but I loved initial competitive Halo esports just for one reason and one reason alone. Breakout, Breakout Ooh. was oh, Breakout so was was uh, it's a good idea on paper. It was a good idea on paper. It just wasn't really. I wasn't, I wasn't around for that, so I can't really say anything. It wasn't executed properly. Um... I think once it got changed a wee bit, tweaked slightly whenever they had like a flag in the middle, yeah, that was arguably shotguns. better and shotguns and stuff. That that was a lot better than what we were given because uh, the the original was you could just camp and just you know wait wait out the timer. You didn't have to push or press 
Uh, if you were two v one, you could and you knew you weren't good enough, you could just camp and wait for the next round. Um, was was frustrating. But uh, yeah, no, breakout was good. Uh, I'd like to see it return. To be honest, what, what was that other one? Elimination. Yeah, I I, I yeah. really enjoyed that one. That, if that I, one I is done, that properly, was quite fun to play. If that, if that one's done properly, sure. it could be competitive. I think. Like if if it's done with a lot more focus in Halo Six, it could actually be a competitive game type. Uh, because it sort of, I don't know, it harks back to like the likes of, uh, CS:GO, where you value your life a wee bit more. Hmm. Uh, and you try not to make any stupid players, or at least you get really pu- you get punished something serious with stupid players, uh, like matchmaking kids. Uh, <clears throat> if there is a LAN in the future for EU Halo, what do you think? Uh, would what would change if there was a LAN in the future for EU? If we Tashi listens to this right now and says, "Do you know what? Feck it. Let's let's announce e- we have an EU Halo event in the in the pipe. Work. Uh, let's just announce it right now." I'm convinced we need to announce this right now. What, what do you think? What would change? Do you think that EU community would come back to this future event? Uh, do you think that the likes of guys who've moved on from 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 Halo Five, Halo Three would go on to have gone on to Fortnite, Apex, Blackout? Do you think those guys would come back? It it all depends on the the sh- I, can't, uh, I can barely say the second word, but the marketing I can't say it. Strategy. There we go. The marketing strategy for it. If it you can build hype for anything if you can build that hype correctly people will come there are so many stories that haven't been told within kind of the european scene we have seen glimpses of it especially as well kind of the the videos that have come forward for like worlds for example the 343 team for their tell brilliant stories but there are just there's so many more that could be told which be used to build up this event yeah i i honest to god think if if an event was announced right now, admittedly, yes, you wouldn't really get that many initial sign-ups. You wouldn't get like the whole like twenty-four teams sold out. Potentially, you could. That's 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 the that's I could happily see that number if it was on Halo Three. But think? to build it up and then and then you'd see like some of the NA guys be like, ah, oh, this is looking pretty sick. Let's let's do this more and then more hype. Work with the players. Work with the organizations they represent. Build that hype so you have a kind of a catalog of just content that just. That you can just use but it all boils down to kind of the broadcast itself and then also kind of the event itself kind of the the structure and the format of it but if it's done correctly yeah i, I think you could easily see yeah. the biggest event no i think with european team yeah uh just looking at the chat there lord vader is asking what game for land i would assume it'd be halo 3 uh well halo 3 would probably be the land choice because we haven't had one we've had halo 5 for the last few years and i think there would be an appetite for halo 3 uh, yeah, you'd be beating a dead horse with trying to get a Halo Five on land for you. Yeah, right what do you yeah. think? What do you think, uh, Mike? If uh, land was announced tomorrow, what's your opinion on it? Well, the two, the three biggest things to like consider are like what, what's the format of the, the tournament going to be? Are we going to have like an open bracket? Are there going to be pool play, chat bracket, things like that? Is it going to be region locked to just Europeans, or is it open to everyone, even if it's just opened up to like EMEA? Even though we'll probably only get like one or two extra teams at most. How what are the prize pools going to be? Because if the prize pools aren't high enough for like going back to the insomnia days where first place barely even broke you even for the cost of going to the event in the first place. You got a pair of headphones. Is that gonna Yeah, you got a pair of headphones and, and like your train ticket. <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty much it. But is that is are there gonna be enough incentives for 
so many top level players to commit to the event. I mean, the lower tier, there's probably going to be somewhere in the region of like, you know, 16 to 20 amateur teams, regardless of any of those. But the answer is, is it, are there going to be enough incentives to get the top level players to commit and like actually try for the event? Okay. Because uh, there's a difference between getting top level teams to commit and then just getting them to actually like properly sweat their balls off for it. Yeah, so uh, we'll quickly run through some of these points uh, because I'm aware of time. Uh, the big one actually, we'll jump on to this one, uh, it'll cover a few points. Battle Royale, does Halo 6 need to have Battle Royale to survive, Matt? No, initially, but yes, for, for, for it to survive. Mike? Yeah, it doesn't need it, but like, I'd rather I'd rather the rest of the game be finished than waste resources on a battle royale mode that would just be following a trend. Yeah, I think um, looking at battle royales at the minute, you look at Battlefield and ba what a mess Battlefield Five is. Uh, what? No. <laughs> we'll move on now. We'll move on. That's not. I I love Battlefield. I think Battlefield's <laughs> better than COD, but I just think yeah. in terms of sales and that and the marketing and the way they've done the staggered they do, they've done a staggered release of battle royale is it even out yet no it's not no. so i mean that's what i mean like it's it's they they had an unfinished game if they would have had that on launch it probably would have sold a lot more um and that's that's the the point i'm trying to get across here does halo 5 or halo 6 need to have a battle royale mode to survive and to to get those sales uh, i know the marketing team is going to do probably an outstanding job like you might have mentioned before but like a lot of the appeal nowadays I don't think this trend of battle royale games is going to die for another few years unfortunately uh, I know I, I, I don't mind battle royale games I just don't think they're as good as everybody hypes them up to be but I, I I think that in some ways it does need to have it to survive and to appeal to get people in to get people into the community get people into the community to play competitively you get the likes of Ninja on board again you know big big twitch uh, streamers, because if you have a battle royale game, Ninja's gonna stream the hell out of that one, like, because uh, he's you know he's a Halo fan, he's a Halo originally started in Halo, he's gonna he's gonna love that one. Uh, next point, jump on to um, how competitive settings will be decided. Will players be given free reign, or will three four three be three four three? That's the point. That's I don't know who who wrote that note. Uh, was it Mike? Yeah, it's Mike. That's me. Okay. Uh, well, then we'll let you answer that question and explain into it what you meant there. So what I meant is that, did you did you guys ever see the uh, Dear 343 or the letter to 343 that, I can't remember who it was, I think it might have been Green's Call or someone made about a year ago, maybe maybe a bit less. Probably did, but don't, nothing coming to memory. And there were, there was interviews with pro players, the only, there, were, there were like four or five people he spoke to, but the only two that came to mind. Oh, yes, 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 I actually remember that. Off the top of my head. And they talked about how the competitive settings were decided through the first half of Halo 5 and how it was very much like the players weren't given kind of the free reign to decide the settings that maybe we used to have in the in like pre-Halo 5 days where it was almost exclusively decided by the community. So it's, are we going to get, are we actually going to be allowed to choose and decide our settings and like which members of the community are like going to be part of the committee so to speak as to what settings are going to be tested what settings are going to be considered well, they have a pro team uh a pro team signed mm. up this time around uh it'll be interesting um 
to see what they come up with. I mean, Clutch is involved in that team, and I have a lot of respect for Clutch. I know he's a sort of a Marmite sort of guy. Uh, <laughs> he's a Marmite sort of guy. You love him, you hate him. I think, personally, I think he's like a Roy, like a Roy Keane of the casting talent. You know, he just gives yeah. you it straight, and he doesn't yeah. give a shit. Like, you know, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, he's... You know, it doesn't hold back, and I think he's right in 90% of the case. Anyway, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Manny Rum saying, don't forget though, 343 has Clutch, and the rumour is Mickwin and Hines are joining 343 Pro Team. Uh, there's only one person on the chat who can answer that question. Uh, he's not going <laughs> to he's not going uh, uh, to open his mouth about that, but uh, what a signing that would be to have Mickwin and Hines brought in. Uh, it would definitely probably point you in the direction, or will let you know the direction that they're probably going to go with Halo Infinite. Um, if 343 is going to actually listen to that pro team is another question um, yeah, because that was, a, that was a big that was a big problem with like some of the the pre like before they took the assault rifles out and the settings that were given then yeah I couldn't speak for so much because I wasn't around but from what I've seen it was like the per, some of some of the pros were like we want this 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 and this change and 343 were like no we want to change this this and this so we're going to do this instead yeah so I mean like is now, I know a few guys who have developed games in the past and they'll listen to you know, community feedback of what you need, what you, th- what they think is right for this and their own attitude is, I don't care, it's my game, this is the way I'm going to make it, you know, and I, I, hope, I hope that there's a bit of compromise and a bit of back and forth between the pro team and the developers and that we don't see something that, that Manny Rums has said you'd hope they learned their lesson. They have definitely got better with their kind of their interaction with the kind of the competitive side. They definitely have improved with that. It kind of it kind of felt initially when Halo Five was out, don't say a thing, don't talk to anyone, kind of thing, and then kind of people move on along those lines. It actually kind of opened up over the past like past two years, and now it's actually there is more of a clear line of communication. Um, I honestly think they they will take on feedback. Um, they, at the end of the day, they have to, otherwise they're not, no one's going to touch the game kind of thing. But it's that, that balance between everything. If you did everything that the community asked for, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have the same game. It would just be, it would just be everything. It would be like what the Destiny competitive scene is at the moment. It would be just a mess. It, but they will take it on. Like It may not be dealt with there. They may not listen there. But be further down the line there is always going to be kind of a timeline of stuff that's done it's whatever kind of works quickest and then the more advanced stuff is going to take longer yeah for example like the ground pound and the uh, shoulder barge okay there's they have to kind of look into that before they can just fit, simply be yep yeah, we're going to do it enough digging on this because we're kind of jumping off the topic of eu side anyway um the next two questions will be more eu based um yeah. What do you think about the future for Nightfall? I mean, do you think that we will be able to develop, de- deliver tournaments, deliver content? Do you think that this is the right way thing to do? Um, do, do you believe in the project? How I wouldn't have joined the project if I didn't believe in it. I know, but I mean, like, <laughs> is it like is it the way to go? I mean, at the same ways you could be banging your head off a wall, getting nowhere, but. I really hope that this is the sort of thing and that we we take inspiration from this grassroots program we if if that ever comes to fruition um but I mean like do you think that 
the only way to get things done in the EU community now is to look at things like this Nightfall project? Yes, definitely. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a project specifically at this time being focused at Halo. We, we all come from that kind of background it'd be stupid not to combine forces and actually give the the end user, the competitive players, the viewers, the spectators, the best that can be offered. It is. It may not be blooming like ECS or like a CSGO major level kind of quality, but at the end of the day, it's what it's to continue that competitive competitive scene because we ain't got anything else going on at the moment. Yeah. Uh, one of the last questions, we'll, we'll have two questions left. Um, actually, before we we'll finish and wrap up the show, uh, you mentioned it about uh, you guys mentioned about the new person who's taken over the HCS account and who's made it from what I felt was like a ghost town sometimes with their Twitter. Uh, but the content that's been thrown out recently has been top notch, and I hope to see it continue in the future. The question is, and it's a request to the guy in the chat who can't say too much about the next game, but uh, it's my request to him is what I feel that a similar setup, somebody needs to be a representative to handle both the NA side of of a, your Halo and a European representative uh, or European personality to take uh, HCS uh, or to be a HCS middleman is the word. Um, or somebody who doesn't have to work for 343 but just sort of handles HCS content or keeps this sort of scene alive over here because I mean, all those things, the clips I'm seeing, and they're top, you know, they're unreal. I'd love to get on those things. I'd love to see my clips appear on the HCS Twitter, but there's nothing in terms of. I've seen like maybe one European Halo clip appear on that, and that was somebody snipe up the lifts on. on ads. Yeah, yeah, ads snipe. That was ridiculous. Uh, but like. Everything else, in my view, has just been like NA. And I think that my request to Tashi, if he's listening still, is please consider in the future something for support for European Halo in terms of a, a representative like that, a community representative for solely European HCS. Um, because we've got nothing at the minute. What do you guys think? What's your opinion on that? Are you going to go first, mate? It's all yours first, sir. Well... Um, I can't really say too much, but an email tomorrow might change a lot of that anyway. For some of the people that know or don't know. But, um, yeah, I agree. That, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, there has to be a $1 million, like, prize pool in America and a $1 million in prize pool for Europe because it doesn't... You need to take into account that Europe is still, like, a, a smaller player base. Mm. But the fact that we've gone from chances where players can actually like make a living off this game to we, there's like nothing unless you unless you make a living off twitch and streaming there's there's almost virtually no reason to be playing halo at the minute unless you're just enjoying playing yeah yeah so it's a bit lord Rila is saying that the biggest thing that you seen can do is to grow to grow is to make lottie the face of every tournament promotion event etc she's a total lady yeah, I, yeah, sure. Lottie's been a very popular one and, and has rightfully earned her way up through the ranks in terms of the casting talent um, and has done a stellar job and, and nothing but, you know, she's got my respect anyway. I think she's done a great job. Uh, what about you, Matt? But, uh, sorry interrupting you there, but i just seen that. It's quite a good comment actually to bring it, bring up. What do you think on the, on the whole perspective of some sort of a community representative from EU to handle 343 side of things? 
Um, it, it it makes complete sense um, to have it like um, across other kind of titles, much bigger titles. Definitely, they have those kind of they have those divisions where it is. But because because we are a, we hate unions, we are a kind of a minority player base. It, there's there's it, it it's a deficit. You'd be just pure. It'd be a pure deficit for them. It the one thing that for us to kind of grow all together, it doesn't matter about them. The actual content creators that we have, there used to be so much content, like just as I kind of entered the scene and it's just kind of filtered off and stopped. Yeah, of course we've had the ad apocalypse and all that sort of thing, but people, there were montages, there were event montages, there were sniper ones. People just need to kind of get off their ass. Yeah. Kind of stop about it actually kind of and and do you know what about it because the only way you're going to get that encourage people and support people's content themselves um you're just saying that and uh batchford's actually just wrote in the chat he's listening shout out to batchford but eu players need to make content and stop being negative nancy's real talk eu will grow if that happens and you raise that but i think that's that's a double-edged sword at the same time a lot of people won't make content if there's no reward there's no representative to handle uh, a community over here. Um, I know there's a load of guys, the likes of Batchford, who does great work in terms of his streams and that, and the likes of uh, Onset, who's been who's used to stream quite regularly now before he's gone off and did his FIFA esports stuff. Um, but you need something, I think, that he'll handle all that content and and have the the backing of three four three, the backing of HCS to develop. I don't know content on 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 their scale. Um, regular content each week especially with Halo 6 I'm not asking the first to happen tomorrow Tashi if you're listening don't. it doesn't have to happen tomorrow if if it is to happen tomorrow I'm available uh, <laughs> but um, or we're available we're, Nightfall is available I'll send, you, I'll send you my paper yeah EU community is shite says Sam Shots yeah in, in ways it's shite yeah I, I can agree with that but in ways yeah, it's great I agree with that um <laughs> Uh, making content we've tried to push out content it's hard to get people to to actually to to send you in content we tried before and i could i played it before this this podcast was we had a players of the week one it was done pretty well i enjoyed actually the the production of it and i thought it was done well in terms of bang doing the commentary on that and the quality of clips that we got in was good but nobody wanted to send those in regularly enough and it, it's difficult, and it's it's difficult because I'm not official or not oh, grassroots or you know Europe Hill is not grassroots. It's big enough within s- small circles. Mm. Uh, my last question before the end is: Has three four three industries lost the trust of the player base, or lost the trust of the EU player base? Even, to put that in correct context. It's definitely faulted a little bit, I'd say that. However, there is there is there's always redemption at the end of the day. Yeah, there definitely is always redemption. Yeah, there's a there's a big there's a big chance for them to step it up, but like, we, a lot of us feel like the bar has now been set so low as a result of the way the last couple titles and the last few years have gone that at this point it's all about you know actually like fixing the mistakes that have been made and bringing bringing everyone forward not just the game but the community and I think, engaging with people and actually like 
getting the feedback and I hope I hope I hope it hasn't damaged it enough that for Halo Six that we see this total drop off in terms of the EU community. Um, I think that they have done some things wrong, but they've also done th- some things right. Uh, arguably, ESL going and bringing back MLG and bringing in Gfinity, all good things. ESL going as much as ESL are a professional outfit. The way they ran Halo things was arguably pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> It was probably pretty bad, actually. In fact, some of it was really frustrating to watch. Um, and, you know, it's give and take. Uh, I, I don't think... I feel like in terms of this current cycle, it was raised before this current cycle, we have probably have been abandoned somewhat. Uh, but um, I don't think we've lost the trust of them altogether. I think Halo 6 will probably make or break 343. Entirely make or break 343 now. Yeah, I mean, part of it's difficult because before Halo 5, we didn't have any support anyway, regardless yeah. of, you know, HS grassroots or anything. Yeah. We were we were, we were a grassroots community for pretty much since 2001. We still are. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's... So, pushing forward from that, at the end of the day, Nightfall is what we want to be in terms of the EU community. It's the future for us, uh, everything including what I was going to say is the Draft Cup, which we've had over 40 players sign up for. Um, we've had 40 players sign up for eight teams. We're going to have eight captains pick live on this stream because we haven't got the Nightfall Twitch. I haven't got the Nightfall Twitch's stream key yet. Uh, and we haven't got all the resources yet. But we're going to get them. Uh, the Draft Cup will be on this stream, or one of the streams or something. We'll tweet it out. But Europa Halo is now merging into the Nightfall uh, the Nightfall project. And you can follow Nightfall at GG Nightfall. And we will be announcing the Draft Cup captains by the end of the week. And hopefully at the weekend or early next week, we'll have that draft actually take place. And then the first weekend in March will be the Cup itself. So you will uh, see some players not make the cut and will be basically put into the sub pool, um, unfortunately for them. But don't be disheartened because... As we've seen loads of times before, loads of people drop out of the last minute. And all the time we get people who's even on the Twitch chat just jump in randomly. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so thanks a lot to everybody who has joined in on the Twitch chat. More than welcome uh, to join us. This is a pilot production. We stress that. And that from now on we will be pushing everything on the Nightfall platforms. So make sure you follow Nightfall. There will be also be a link on the Twitter page to our new Discord which we hope to grow the EU community within that and hopefully arrange the likes of eights, uh, big team battles, community nights. Everything will be done inside that Discord on our Twitter page. Um, like I said, cops going forward. The likes of Lou, Lou isn't here at the moment tonight, but he will be in the future. He'll be running all his, what would have been Splinter Cups, will now be Nightfall Cups. Um, we will share a Nightfall. Ch- uh, so, uh, yeah, there we go. Um <laughs> Share a link to Nightfall in the chat, please. I don't know if that's a Discord. You can jump through the Discord in there, too. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Just... Next month, we'll be back with a podcast in the middle of next month. Uh, we will announce the title for that whenever we come up with it. Um, but in the future, we'll go with loads of different things. We'll go with, like, what do we want from Halo 6? What is, you know, we'll debate many different things. This is just one thing to kick the whole thing off. It was a pilot, and, and so far, I've been happy with it. We will, uh, oh yeah, Prisma's just joined in. So uh, yeah, he's in the chat at the minute. Hey. Uh, this was his spot down here. 
that he was supposed to be in, but he's not here tonight, so we had to fill it with just a random bit of text. <laughs> that let everybody know that you can get questions answered in the Twitch chat. Uh, earlier on, I mentioned that we had a tweet that we put out, and that was to say, um, what was your favourite memories, etc., uh, etc., et from the likes of uh, past events, and what do you expect from Halo 6? Do you think it'll bring back the community? So we're going to read out some of the replies, and we'll, we'll come back to it. Jack Thomas, Fireboy Jet, he says, uh, number one, about what's his best memory from an EU event or cup and his best memory is the fact that he joined the community uh, does he think Halo 6 will bring back the EU community he says yes depending on the, if the game is good and three does a Halo 6 need a BR mode he says yes but it has to be done right um, Shadow in the Hood Calvin uh, says placing fourth in the free for all finals is his best memory along with sleeping in a weird hostel full of gypsies uh, <laughs> Hopefully it's good enough for him to compete again. That's when he talks about the the EU community for Halo 6. And he really hates BR, Battle Royale modes. Uh, but he says in brackets, but that's just me. Uh, XXL, he says his favourite memory of a cup or event is MC Cocaine. In brackets, if you know, then you know. Uh, two, uh, Halo 6 has the potential, just like every other modern incarnation of Halo has had. Organ game from launch would be a great start. And oh, oh, and actually to listen. So that's in terms of Halo Six bringing back the EU community. Uh, what well, on his opinion on Battle Royale mode? He says as long as it doesn't take away from the arena gameplay, then he's down for it. Uh, Shay or XL Legend, he says slapping, snailed it, and Pinchy's team at HCS London after all the shit talking they did, and I had pure naughty stats. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> to, uh, in terms of Halo 6 and the EU Gash, community. Gash like he just won the lottery. Bless you. <laughs> he says uh, it can bring back the community, but there needs to be a solid settings from the get-go and an established plan for EU Halo in a particular path to pro type system. We're hoping that Nightfall is that path to Halo 6 uh, and in terms of the grassroots for the EU community. We're hoping. And in terms of his opinion on Battle Royale, he says it'd be cool. Uh, Nate Poole who is a guy who's been out of the community for a while he hasn't really played he's moved to other things but he's still fondly remembered and still knows a lot of the guys he's been in a lot of events yeah Nate Poole says uh, London Land when Shoddy the dog was named Shoddy Space Boy and there's a photo I believe actually somewhere Uh, two he says the game has to be done absolutely out of this world to reignite the EU Halo scene and he says, yes, I think it needs to be done separately from Halo Infinite for Battle Royale. Uh, the BR mode needs to be a free-to-play game of its own. Uh, on that, actually talking to Halo Data, he put out a tweet during the week that he thinks that it would be awesome if, if Halo if, or Halo 3 for 3 dropped a Halo Battle Royale game to keep everybody tied in over before Halo Infinite. Don't see that happening, because if they're going to do anything new, it's probably on the, the, the new engine, and they're probably going to save the new engine reveal for Halo Infinite. So if it was ever going to happen, it was going to be a mod of Halo 5 or something. So I, don't, I think that would just annoy the hell out of people. Probably wouldn't be free to play either. Probably have to be Halo 5. A Halo 5 playlist. Uh, Ewan didn't say anything about a, about a cup. Uh, but Ewan MP says he doesn't think... He's been playing a lot of Black Ops 4 this year and really enjoyed the game. So if the next COD is good, I'll be making the change. What? Okay. Uh, right, he's... 
Anyway, Boomy uh, U or Oliver Webb at London they used a projector to show the audience the game and it was taking ages for the screen to come down and the game already started. Everyone went ooh went until it was down. It was so funny. Uh, two, he says everyone will come back just a long break as EU Halo is pretty dead right now. Yeah, in some ways it is. Um, and three, Halo 6 doesn't need a Battle Royale mode. By the time it's released it would be late and the trend would be over. Also Definitely. for Halo to hit it it needs to be original. So that's everything that came from the tweets earlier on, and I think that's pretty much everything. Uh, Moses thinks Halo Infinite's multiplayer needs to be standalone and campaign separate. There was chat about that. There was a rumor about that, wasn't there? That the oh, campaign they're release the separate games. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense a little bit because of like you know you, you're freeing up more. If people are still buying discs at that point, if they're more disc based and things. If there was a staggered release of Kim. I, I, I wouldn't be able to get behind that. I think that would be really stupid. I, I just couldn't get behind that. But I could sort of see why it would happen if it was to happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you pay for yeah. your campaign, and then your multiplayer is free, micro skins, all cosmetic based. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, at least on PC, boom. Yes. I just unless like the campaigns have been really short this last while. Um, not been a really long campaign since Halo Two. Uh, so I mean, I'd want bang from a buck. Like you know, I'd want to get if I'm paying for a forty or fifty pound game, I want a big long campaign with the, the you know, with the competitive multiplayer there, there, and then. I don't think it should be two separate games. I don't think it should be broken down in two separate games. Mm. That'd be stupid in my view. I I don't know. I hope that rumor's not true. I heard that rumor uh, a while back, actually at E three, the last E three. Um, but anyway, any questions left on the Twitch chat you want to ask us, the panel of guys, before we close out for the day, and we'll just give a shout out to those Nightfall platforms again. Uh, Lord Rena says if multiplayer was free, I think Warzone would excel. Warzone, yeah, we never really mentioned Warzone. I mean, Warzone's big in with some parts of the EU community. I know Halo, there's a lot of Spanish teams. It's still it's still a huge following casually as well. Yeah, it's never I mean, really it's something not, It's not as it once was, but then Halo 5's playbase isn't what it once was anyway, but there's still quite a lot. I'm in some like Facebook groups and things, and there's still quite an active Warzone community. I'd say... Even if it's just people meeting up just to play with each other, but there's still... Yeah. Warzone probably, I think, could end up going. And if Battle Royale comes in, I think Warzone will be sacrificed. Probably. Uh, unfortunately, because I think there's a lot of things that are just broken. Um, anyway, we are done for the night. We ha- It's been a pleasure talking to you guys and talking to the Twitch chat. This is the first episode of the Nightfall Podcast. You've been listening to me, Keelan, to Matt, uh, Greenwich, Greenwich Shift, uh, Manatee, Easy. and Mike. Uh, Mike Manatee. Mike on the mic. Yes. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, we will be back next month with another one. We will announce that in good time. But in between then, we'll have the Draft Cup uh, live on here. Hopefully I'll have all eight captains in this very stream. And we'll be picking from a pool of players. There'll be some controversial picks. There'll be some people left out, unfortunately. But look, it'll all be a bit of fun. So uh, you've been listening to the Nightfall Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. So it's bye from me and bye from you guys. Peace. Cheers for watching, guys.